Good afternoon, Regeneration Church. How are you guys doing? Good to see you guys. I know everybody's full from the Thanksgiving dinner. It's time to get back to work now. You got to work that stuff off now, right? <laughs> Welcome the online audience. Welcome everybody today. Let's get ready to praise and glorify the Lord, our God, our King. Stand up with me. Dear Lord God, we thank you, Father, for being with us today in this moment, this time. It's all about you. It's not about us. We give you the glory. We thank you, Father, for what you're doing in our lives. Father, we thank you for working with us in our purpose and our destiny, pushing us forward in what things we need to go to. To God, in every step that we take, the step that we take, we take it by faith. We take every step in accordance to what you have for our lives. We give you glory, Father. We thank you for every family in here today, every family that's online, whatever struggle that we're going through, Father, that you're with us in it. You, whatever experiences that we go through is the, the tests and trials that you have allowed for us so that we can have the victory, so we can count it as being done. And we walk in victory today. We walk in victory every day, Father, knowing that you're with us. Nothing that we can't do because you got our back. We have been anointed by you, Jesus Christ, anointed through the Holy Spirit, and we walk in the power, we walk in authority, we don't let the enemy steal from us, and he has nothing on us that he can't, we can't stop him, because we got the authority, we have the power, and I, I bind that spirit, and I walk in boldness, and I walk in power, and I yank his neck, because we have been given this power and authority by God. We thank you, Lord, for this day. We lift up your name and offer praise for the music that's going forth today. It's all to glorify you. We thank you now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Come on and put your hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, say hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. Living in the overflow, we're covered by your love, moving with the Holy Ghost, you're more than enough, walking in your freedom now, covered by your grace, witnessing your healing power, we have been changed.
give him a wave offering. Say thank you, Lord, for all, for all that you've done, for all that you're doing. Thank you, Lord. You're the same God today and the same God tomorrow. Help me see a victory you already see. Let my faith be today what it will be tomorrow when I see a victory you already see.
Day and 
Put your hands together for Jesus. Come on, he's worthy. Worthy Lord. Amen. You may be seated. And welcome our Regeneration Nashville Choir.
And, and just like that, it's Christmas, right? Amen. Well, we're so glad you're here. I'm going to ask the ushers to get ready. We're going to come to you uh, for our tithe and offering. You know, a lot of times we don't realize what a holy moment it is when we offer our offerings to the Lord. It becomes the money, the check, however you do it. Once you put it on the offering, it becomes holy. And there's a divine exchange happens. You offer something natural to God and supernatural returns to you. And so we're declaring that today over your giving. As you lay that down before him today, as you put it in these offering buckets that we sanctify, we're believing for the supernatural that only God can do. Now we have a declaration that we want to make before the Lord. You want to stand and let's make this declaration together. And now let's, let's not just say it, but let's faith it. Let's place our faith in what we're saying because it's true. Because it's true. All right? The word of the Lord never returns void. Let's say this. Because I am a tither and a giver, and God rebukes the devourer for my sake. I am blessed. Above and not beneath, the blessings of God are chasing me and overtaking me. Everybody say it in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, we declare it so. Receive the tithe and offering. You may be seated. Hi, this is Pastor Nicholas greeting you from Norway. I, I'm with the Isaacs at Bethesda Aiken Church, and I just wanted Ingveld uh, to greet you. She's one of the pastors here. Hi, allesammen. Tusen takk for at vi får låne Nick og mange andre flotte folk fra kirka deres denne uka på julekontret. Did you understand anything? A little bit. Yeah. But what I was saying was thank you for letting us borrow so many nice people <laughs> to this church this week. We have a great concert called Julekontret. Yes. It's country music and we like to share Jesus through the music with everyone in the city. Yes, Yule Country brings in a lot of people from all over Norway to Bethesda Aiken to hear uh, the country music and hear the Isaacs sing. Uh, and it brings in a lot of unchurched people who wouldn't come to a church otherwise, uh, but you, you got to bait the hook to catch the fish. And so that's what they're doing here. Uh, but as soon as I walked into this church and, and got to know the people here, uh, we have such, we're so like-minded and our hearts are the same. Even though there's a, a language barrier, uh, the love of Jesus transcends all languages languages and all cultures and so you find that here uh, and and the people here I've found such a uh, such a hunger for the Lord and such a um, such a, a, a 
a longing in their community that they're filling to, to bring Jesus to them. And so I think that's the same way in Nashville that uh, what they're what we're doing in our community, they're doing here and in churches all across the world. And so we have been waiting for, for the Lord to pour out his spirit. But I think that he's been building up churches just like this and just like our church all over the world to, to be able to bring people in. And so I'm so excited to be able to see that. And I just want to encourage you that God is doing great things and there are many churches just like ours all over the world. Be blessed and have a great service. If no one has told you they love you today. Uh, so now, Mom, someone has told him. Someone has told me. Even in Norway, he's ornery. So I don't know if you caught that, but he is with the Isaacs in Norway, and uh, they are winning souls for Christ, and I just think it is amazing what God is doing even in Norway. So uh, if we have some Norwegians online, we welcome you today. We're glad that you are here, and I'm glad you're here. Has I started to say, has anybody told you they love you yet today? Took the words right out of my mouth. So uh, I love you. I'm glad you're here. Are you glad to be in the house of the Lord? Yeah, I tell you what, I get so excited about baptism. I love baptism. Wasn't that beautiful? It was amazing. And I, I just feel so honored and so blessed to just get to be a part of, uh, of such a life-changing event in the lives of so many. And so it's just amazing to see what God is doing in the lives of his people today. So I, uh, I just want to ask you very quickly, wait, 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 wait. Do I, do I announce or do I? I'll just tell you. I'll, I'll just ask where you're from. I'll do that because I want you to meet somebody from Alaska. So stand up, Alaska, and let us welcome Alaska. Good to have you. So Atlanta, I, I, we have some Georgia folk today. Glad to meet Georgia. Anybody else from Georgia today? Anybody else? Are you from Georgia? Stand up and let us welcome you. Yeah. So, okay, so uh, I know there are folks here from Baytown, Texas. Any Texans here? Where's Texas? Stand up, stand up. Let us welcome you. We're so happy that you're here. God bless you. Glad to have you here. Oh, up there too. You're from Texas too. Where are you from? You're from Baytown. Where are you from? Dallas. My goodness, did y'all come together? No. Well, y'all need to start a group. That's great. Uh, okay, so I, after that, I'm lost. Anybody else from out of state? Yes, where are you from? Colorado. Welcome, Colorado. Where are you from? Huntington Beach, California. We're honored to have you. You, you left all their good sunshine for all our good sunshine, right? <laughs> and so where are you from, sir? Wisconsin. Yeah. I've been waiting to say that today. We're glad you're here. God bless you. Yes, sir. Oh, Kentucky. God bless you. Anybody else from Kentucky here today? I want all of our Kentucky folk to stand up. Would you do that? Yeah. Yes, Roy and all of our good Kentucky 
Hello, yes, good to have you. We're just so honored to have you here. So I just have a little, a couple of little things that I want to tell you. Next Saturday, we will be praying here. This will be the last corporate prayer meeting of the year. And it will be right here at Cornerstone Church, uh, 9.30 Saturday morning. It's always the first Sunday of the month, and it is always so powerful. I love it uh, when the people of God get together and pray. The Spirit of the Lord always comes down, and it is amazing. You don't want to miss our corporate prayer December the 3rd. Also, um, at the Welcome Center, are these at the Welcome Center? Okay, I think we need to pass these out. Are, are these going good? Because, uh, because these are our Christmas cards for the little children. And so uh, you can just kind of pick and choose if you want a boy or a girl and, uh, and what age group you like to buy for. You know, I like to buy dolls and stuff like that, crayons and pencil sets and stuff. But um, here uh, are the Christmas cards, and these are due in by... Um, December the 11th. And so what we do is we serve 4,000 underprivileged children in this city every week. We feed 4,000 children a week. And these are underprivileged children that need our help. And this is a very loving and generous church. And I just want to ask you if you'll go to the welcome desk and get one of these cards. And uh, this one says boy. And on the back are just some uh, suggestions for gifts. You don't have to buy all those. And boy, I wish I had my glasses. Uh, let's see. Wood, woodcraft set, board game, art set. Any, any of these suggestions would be great. But I would love it so much if you would help us help these children because we can make a, a difference in the lives of so many children. I just want to take a moment to tell you a story. Um, Pastor Kent and I had a friend who was a policeman for many years. Uh, he actually retired from the, the force here in Nashville. He was a dear, dear friend of ours. He's gone home to be with the Lord. But every year, they would um, each of the policemen in the police department would pick one child, and they would take them the, to the policeman ball at Christmas, and they would buy them a gift. And so they did that year after year. Well, one day... Uh, this friend of ours, Fred Cobb, was called to a shooting. There was a, a man in a home, and he was firing out the window. And so Mr. Fred put his gun down, and he stepped up on the front porch, and they had sent him in to be conflict resolution, to resolve the conflict with this young man and to talk him down. So he stepped up on the front porch, and he said, Son, I don't have a gun. I just want to talk to you. Can I come in the house and talk to you? This young man had been firing out the window. This young man inside the house, he yelled back out to our friend Fred. And he said, yes, sir, you can come in and talk to me. He said, I still have that transistor radio you bought me when I was a little boy and took me to the policeman ball. So you never know. You never know the seed that you'll be planting. And so that little transistor radio saved that young man's life because he talked him down and got him out of the house. So anyway, true story. So let's make a difference in the lives of these children. And, uh, I, and I know that you will. There are all kinds of cards out there. Please go to the Welcome Center, and uh, they'll give you one of these cards of your choosing. The other thing is I want to tell you that we are having uh, our ladies' brunch on Saturday, December the 10th. 
and um, and it's going to be wonderful, and I don't want you to miss it. If you have not signed up for financial reasons, I don't want that to be an impediment because I can get people to sponsor you. Come privately. I'll keep it a secret, but I want to celebrate Christmas with you. It's going to be a spectacular event. It will be at Gaylord, Gaylord Springs, and it'll be a fabulous brunch and wonderful singing, but most of all, the women of God will be fellowshipping and celebrating Christmas together. So I love you. I really do. Jesus, would you do that? To me, he is so wonderful. To me, he is so wonderful because he first loved me. your hands up to him today and just tell him you love him. I've been seeking the Lord. Of course, we're all on a journey as this church on what God is, has in store for us, and it's a walk of faith. And in prayer, God just began to, to talk to me. He said, Son, my truth 
can't be stopped. He said, you forget about how sovereign I am. How powerful I am. That my word cannot come back to heaven unfulfilled. And I thought of the course. Oh, glory, glory. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Glory, glory, hallelujah. His truth is marching on. Hallelujah. Oh, glory, glory, hallelujah. Oh, glory, glory, hallelujah. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Oh, his truth is marching on. Hallelujah. And so today is we have church through all the conflict and chaos in the world. If you could see in the spirit, truth has not been detoured. It's marching on. Hallelujah. It's not been slowed down. There's no impediments. Everything that God has said should be done by now has been done. Everything that God says is going to come to pass in the next week shall be done. Hallelujah. Because the truth of the Lord endures forever. You can be seated for a little while. We're going to take our text from a familiar story out of Judges chapter 13. This is the story of the birth of Samson. We're going to start reading with the very first verse. And the children of Israel did evil again in the sight of the Lord. And the Lord delivered them into the hand of the Philistines 40 years. And there was a certain man of Zorah, of the family of the Danites, whose name was Manoah, and his wife was barren and bare not. The angel of the Lord appeared unto the woman and said unto her, Behold now, Thou art barren, and bearest not, but thou shalt conceive, and bear a son. Now therefore beware, I pray thee, and drink not wine, nor strong drink, and eat not any unclean thing. For lo, thou shalt conceive, and bear a son, and no razor shall come on his head, for the child shall be a Nazarite unto God from the womb. And he shall begin to deliver Israel out 
of the hand of the Philistines. Verse 11, And Manoah rose and went after his wife and came to the man and said unto him, Art thou the man that spaketh unto the woman? He said, I am. Manoah said, How let, or now let thy words come to pass. How shall we order the child, and how shall we do unto him? And the angel of the Lord said unto Manoah, All that I said unto the woman, let her beware. She may not eat of anything that cometh of the vine, neither let drink wine or strong drink, nor eat any unclean thing. All that I commanded her, let her observe. Verse 24, And the woman bare a son, called his name Samson, and the child grew, and the Lord blessed him, and the Spirit of the Lord began to move him at times in the camp of Dan between Zorah and Eshtal. God, I thank you for the word of the Lord that is already powerful and anointed. And God, as we release this word into the atmosphere, seed the heavens with the miraculous. God, let there be a spirit of encouragement. Grip our souls. Strengthen our hearts today, God, for the battle that we are going to enter into in these next couple of years. May all that you have raised this church up for and your believers around the world, it shall be accomplished because you are God. Hallelujah. Now, Lord, I thank you for the anointing. I thank you that it is upon your word, it is upon me, and in the Christ that's in me. Now let thy word go forth with great unction. In Jesus' name, amen. This is a story of deliverance. And I think that we would all agree that we live in an hour where we need God to become the deliverer in the atmosphere. We are in a very unusual time. None of us 10 years ago would have ever dreamed that we would be in the place that we are right now. In fact, five years ago, there was no warning. And many times what happens in the spirit realm happens without warning. It's just there. That's why it is imperative that you have a vibrant relationship with the Spirit of the Lord because even though God will not give you details, there will be something that will begin to rise up in your spirit that says there's something going on. And it makes you vigilant that when the enemy comes in like a flood, you are not caught unaware because you have been seeding the atmosphere with the prayer of protection and faith. God, I love the fact that the Old Testament, it is such a beautiful story of the love of God, the mercy of God, and the redemption of God with Israel. Because Israel was one of the most wayward nations that we've ever known. When God would bless him and raise them up, everything about Israel was always supernatural. 
Anytime you are God's people, you have to learn to walk in the miraculous. You have to learn to walk in a realm of the unexpected, hallelujah, where God is your sustainer and, and God comes through. And, and when God puts you in unusual places that you are not shaken because you're not like everybody else. The church is not like everybody else. The nation of Israel, even the natural is not like everybody else, even though they're not serving the Lord right now. And in their great season of blessing, they fell into idolatry. And the Scripture says it was a repeated thing. And because of the evil that they did, God sent them into captivity. Not the devil. Not everything that happens to us that we don't like is the devil. Sometimes it's God trying to get our attention. It might be that some of the dilemma that we are in in the nation right now is not the devil, but it's God trying to break some of the things that have become innate in our nature. I think that probably one of the greatest tools that the enemy has raised up, and many of you are going to laugh at this, is the iPhone. And I, I don't say that facetiously, but the world has become addicted. It worries me. We have become addicted to a handheld idol that you can go into any restaurant, any business, any airport, and 90% of everyone is watching a little tiny box. And the concern is, and, I, and I've learned this over the years of serving God, you only have so much capacity in you for information. And when you fill your soul realm with worthless things, it chokes out in you the ability to meditate on the Lord. And the enemy, he came in sneakily. It's not that we're hooked on heroin or we're hooked on pornography. It's that the enemy stole our time and he fills our minds with worthless things. We don't have time to pray anymore, but we can spend two hours a day on TikTok and Instagram. And Facebook, watching people that we've never met, never will meet, watching them do stupid things. And yet, then we can't figure out why is it such a hard for me to detach from this realm and get into the realm of prayer. And you go to prayer and it's like you're hitting a brick wall. It's because we have filled ourselves with so much garbage that it takes forever to get it cleaned out. Can I tell you, the Bible says, he whose mind is stayed upon thee shall have perfect peace. There needs to be a revival of the meditation of our spirits on the things of God. 
May God send a spirit of conviction into the house of the Lord that we have too many idols in our lives that steal from us our peace, our ability to focus on the things of the Lord. And you may not realize it, but your phone tracks you. We've had conversations about a restaurant or a particular item, and within one minute, you'll get a ding of an advertisement of the very thing. I got in my car today, and it immediately told me how far it was to Cornerstone. What I'm trying to tell you is that we need to learn that there are idols that the enemy has inserted into the lives of people that are dangerous and we have been lulled to sleep and then we wonder why we have such a difficulty hearing the voice of the Lord and God took Israel and the Bible said he allowed them to go into captivity for 40 years until they reached a place that they were open to change because it took them 40 years to realize our gods and our Baal and our Astroths do not deliver us. We are not blessed. So they had to reconsider the fact that maybe whom we're worshiping is not a true God. And so God softened them up until they came to a place that they were ready for change. And I've known this, it is human nature. If it's working, we won't change. And then God will pull the plug on something because he says there's much better out there for you. And so it's in this setting that Israel has been in captivity for 40 years that the Lord looks at an angel and he says, it's time. And an angel comes down and finds this woman. I don't know how old Manoah's wife was. We just simply know that she was barren and could not have children. Many, many times in the scriptures when God was getting ready to raise up a deliverer, it would always either come with Christ, it was through a virgin womb, but in many other instances, it was always through a, room, a womb that was barren. Whether it was Hannah or Sarah, or Manoah's wife, or Elizabeth, that came out of a barren womb. And then God, and see, we are a church, hallelujah. There, there is a realm, there is a group of people that in the eyes of the world, we have been barren. We've not really birthed that which we feel there is a longing in us for something and he has this angelic visitation and this angel looks at her and he says you're going to have a son <clears throat> I found it very intriguing the fact that God picks out of all of the tribes to birth this boy out of he picks 
the Danites, or the tribe of Dan. And the word Dan in the root literally means to execute judgment. And when God got ready to bring deliverance, he said, in this deliverance, I am going to execute judgment on your enemy. And I can tell you this, you can thumb your nose at God. You can pass all the laws that you want. You can outlaw God. You can tell the society that we own you. But I can tell you this, when God decides to shift things by the Spirit, he can do it in a heartbeat with or without us. Hallelujah. Because the word of the Lord will not return unto him void. Oh, I want to tell you, we are gearing up for the greatest deliverance of the power of the Lord that the world has ever seen. And there is a delivering spirit in the atmosphere. God will not be denied. Hallelujah. Don't you think for a moment that this is out of control. God picks a tribe whose name means execute judgment. And then he picks a man whose name means rest. Noah, his name meant rest. And Manoah is the same derivative. And it meant rest. Why? Because only faith can birth deliverance. And only rest can produce faith. Because when you are resting, you are declaring, I believe everything is going to be all right. And I'm not worried about what I see. Hallelujah. That's why I can't get worked up about where we're going to go. I don't know, but I do know this. We are a church that was birthed out of the miraculous. And when, it's like Paul spoke to the Galatians. He said, are you so foolish that you were birthed in the spirit that you think that you would be sustained by the flesh? Not so. Everything about this church will always be miraculous. We will only be sustained, saith the Lord, by the miraculous. We will move from one miracle to the next miracle. And when you have the miraculous, you cannot kill it. And God has been waiting for you to come together as a church that he can allow his spirit to flow through you. And so... You have this man whose name means rest. And his wife told him, she said, an angel appeared to me and he told me some strange things. She said, I didn't ask his name or where he was from. And Manoah prayed and he said, Lord, will you let, let that man come back? They didn't know he was an angel. And of course, he came back and uh, Manoah began to ask him about what he had told his wife. And the angel said this. He said, you are getting ready to birth a deliverer. That, I believe this, that whenever God gets ready to birth something like that, it has to come from a place that's not previously been used. Nothing's been produced out of it. It has to be clean. It has to be original. 
So she hadn't had many children. God kept her barren for that time so he could plant in her womb a man, hallelujah, that would lead the Israelites into victory. And he told her, he said, this boy is different. He is going to be, one verse says, he will be a Nazarite from the womb till he dies. Numbers chapter 6 gives you the, the requirements of the Nazarite. And there was a Nazarite valve that could be taken for a short period of time. <clears throat> it always invoked that for the vow to start, the head had to be shaven. And during the entire duration of the vow, the hair could not be cut. You could not drink any wine. You could not touch a dead body. And you had to keep yourself consecrated to the Lord. But for this deliverer, the Lord said, this is not just for a season. From the day he's born to the day he dies, he will be a Nazarite. <clears throat> no razor shall ever come on his head. And there's such a deep principle here because 1 Corinthians chapter 11 deals with hair. And it teaches the principle that a woman's hair is her covering. But it is a sign of authority. And so God, in his infinite wisdom, he is telling them, he said, what's going to make this man different is that he won't be like everybody else. In fact, the Nazarite, he couldn't cut any of his hair. He couldn't trim his eyebrows. He couldn't trim his beard. He couldn't cut his hair. So that when he walked amongst society, everybody knew he was a Nazarite. We should look different from the world. It doesn't mean that we have to have weird standards and all of that. It's always amazing to me how in Pentecostal circles that had the holiness standards, it only applied to women. Man could, I mean, he just looked normal. And then they just, they afflicted the women with just goofy stuff. No makeup, dresses down to here, no jewelry. And, you know, I don't know where they got all this because you really dig deep in the scriptures, it's not there. God expects the church to be beautiful. Hallelujah. Nobody looked at those women and go, boy, I'd like to look like that. <laughs> now, that's nice. <laughs> and the church should be the same way. The people should look at the church and go, I like that. Hallelujah, that's unusual. I want to be like that. We are the bride of Christ. We are the church of the firstborn, the Bible says. So God raised up Samson. And the scripture says that she had the boy. He grew. And the spirit of the Lord, the favor of God was upon him. And at times... 
the Spirit of the Lord began to move on him. And boy, there's so much in this, in this story about, and I'm not here to deal with the failures of Samson because we know that he triumphed in the end because he is in Hebrews, the 11th chapter, the heroes of faith. What I want to bring to you is it doesn't matter how often we fail. There is a season where God will always move on us and reach for us to bring us back to our intended purpose. I will never leave thee and I will never forsake thee. Thank God, hallelujah, that he does not cut us off when we make a grievous mistake because none of us would be here today if it was not for the mercy of the Lord. And the Spirit of God began to move on him. First time it probably hit Samson he didn't know what was going on because up until this time, he probably had had to deal with a lot of ostracization and ridicule. You know, he went to school and he wasn't dressed like everybody else. He didn't look like everybody else. And he would come home crying and he would say, Mama, I want you to cut my hair. They're making fun of me. And she'd sit him down and say, Honey, I can't cut your hair. Why? Because when before you were born, there was an angel that came and told me that the hand of God is upon you. And baby, one of these days when you grow up, you're going to lead this nation into victory and so son be content with who you are can I tell you though somewhere we caved in and we gave in to the world we want to look like them sound like them and whenever that happens you lose your intent and your calling and your purpose may the spirit of God rise up in you today and they're put inside of you a hunger God whatever you raise me up for whatever you call me for whatever price it has to pay I'll do it with joy in my spirit hallelujah hallelujah we weren't born for anything else I'm glad you own a business I'm glad you're wealthy if you are I'm thankful you're educated but when the rubber hits the road you were born for one thing that was to be an example of the Lord Jesus Christ that the Holy Ghost would rule and reign in your life and God would lead you and shake the kingdoms of darkness We are so close to the rapture. How many when I said that thought, well, probably not. You're fulfilling prophecy in an hour when you think not. So shall the Son of Man come. There won't be any warning when the rapture takes place. I was talking with a close friend, and he was telling me about a pastor that sold rapture kits. I don't know who's more stupid, the one that sold them or the ones that bought them. First thing you said in it, be calm. Well, if I miss a rapture, I don't, I'm not sure I'm going to be real calm about it. Because I've just realized I'm fixing to go through three and a half years of hell on earth. There is no rapture kit. 
God begins to move on Samson. His name means son, S-U-N. To some degree, he is a type of Christ. And he has the Spirit of God on him. And when God takes people and churches and movements, and he, they're, they're birthed supernaturally. They're just unusual. They don't fit the mold. It's because there is such a purpose of God on them. It's an unusual thing because it's changing destiny. What we are entering into in this church, this is why there's so much opposition against this church. A few years ago, you remember I prophesied that the Lord said he was raising up God portals and God gates. And God gates, the Lord said, are men, and God portals are geographical locations. I believe that God has made me a God gate, and this is a God portal. And we have no earthly idea what the Lord is getting ready to do in the next few months even by the Spirit of the Lord. I, I can feel such a speed, such an increase in speed. You can feel something, the Holy Ghost. Now, I don't know what the Lord's up to, but I'm telling you, God's up to doing something by the Spirit of the Lord. <clears throat> hallelujah, hallelujah. I loosen the atmosphere right now, such an anointing upon you. Praise God, praise God. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. I thank you, God, that, Lord, whatever it is, God, we loose the spirit of the Holy Ghost right now upon your people. Lord God, that every, every word that has been risen up in judgment against us, God, we condemn in the name of the Lord. Every weapon that has been formed against you, child of God, hallelujah, will not prosper. Every assignment that's been sent against you in the name of the Lord is canceled in the name of Jesus. That you are a deliverer by the spirit of the Lord. That you came out of barrenness. You came out of the impossible. You came into the realm of the supernatural. The hand of God is upon you. Hallelujah. You are changed and stirred by the Spirit of the Lord. The angels of the Lord encamp around about you. Your business will not go bankrupt. In fact, there's a reversal coming, saith the Lord. I'm going to bless business owners. I'm going to bless tithers. I'm going to bless your house. I'm going to do what you could not think it was possible. I'm going to exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you can even ask or think. I am releasing by the Spirit of the Lord. I come against hell in the name of the Lord. By the authority in me of the Holy Ghost, I bind every demon spirit in this building and in the airways. I curse you in the name of Jesus. I put the fear of God upon you and we loose the anointing of God. You can just sense the sovereignty of the Lord. God is trying to get people in a place of rest. 
You're just going to have to rest. Jesus said this to him that overcometh. I will grant him to sit in my throne even as I overcame and I sit with my father in his throne. Throne speaks of rulership. Speaks of authority. Speaks of the power of God. And so, when God puts, when he raises up a deliverer, he gives him an ability or that entity an ability to do what a generation has never seen. Nobody's ever seen it. It's, it's unusual. It's supernatural. It defies logic. There are no books about it. It's just, it's just God, the sovereignty of God. And here you've got this young man. He's about 20 years old when the Spirit of God begins to move on him. And he does incredible things. Scripture says <clears throat> he's in the city and the Philistines heard about it. And it was told to Samson, the Philistines are coming for you. He said about midnight, he walked over to the gates. And you can study this. But these gates were mammoth. They weighed over 10,000 pounds. They were almost 10 feet tall and several feet wide. They were almost a foot thick. <clears throat> and the Bible says that Samson walked over and he picked them up. Not just the gates, but the bars and the posts. He literally pulled it all out of the ground. Over 10,000 pounds. And then what's more incredible, he went to Hebron, which is 37 miles away, at much higher altitude, 12,000 feet altitude. So the air is much thinner. And he did it in about 12 hours. A mere mortal man puts 10,000 pounds on his back carries him uphill 37 miles in a lot, about 12 hours and sets him down in high altitude. That's what the Spirit of God can do to somebody. Hallelujah. When they are in covenant. Hallelujah. This was an unusual man. He is a Nazarite. He's never tasted wine. He's never touched a dead body. I don't know how long his hair is, but it's probably at that age. It's, it's somewhere way down here. And he's got hair flopping in the wind, and he's carrying these gates. And what should not be done, what is impossible to be done, is being done anyway because the Spirit of God is upon him. When God picks you, when God puts his favor upon you, uh, when God says you're going to accomplish something, can you imagine what the Philistines must have thought when they finally realized this guy just carried this whole set of gates 37 miles uh, in a few hours and set them down. Uh, they had to be terrified. Uh, they're sitting around the campfire at night going, I don't understand that. How can somebody do this? This should not be done. It is impossible. 
impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Hallelujah. All things are possible. There is a Nazarite vow that is upon the house of the Lord in this hour. I'm telling you, there is a spirit of the Lord. Though Jesus was not a Nazarite because he drank wine and he touched dead bodies, but he came out of Nazareth. He was the eternal deliverer by the spirit of the Lord. He is our elder brother. We've got the same blood, the same anointing, the same authority, the same power. Greater works than these shall ye do. I break unbelief today in this house. I break the spirit of fear. I break the spirit of what if. I break the spirit of what are we going to do. And I put in you a prophetic word that says, oh, look what the Lord has done. In the midnight hour, my God came through. He has done great and extraordinary things. Hear that? That's the voice. That's the Holy Ghost. Loose it. They will put the fear of God in hell and demons. I got news for the devil. We ain't going away. If we have to put a tent up in a park, then so be it. But you will not shut us down. You will not silence us. You will not put an end to us. We were born by the flesh. We were born by the Holy Ghost. And if God be for us, nobody can be against us. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost. There's something being loosed in the atmosphere by the Spirit of God. There is a breaking taking place by the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Go ahead and let God move on you. Hallelujah. I feel like I'm getting ready to come apart. There's so much anointing in this building today. God is shaking things. I tell you this, sometimes what you think the devil took, he didn't. God took it and planted it for something greater that is to come. And I, I'm not an eschatology preacher, but I know this, that we are a few short years from the coming of the Lord. If we're here in 10 years, I'll be shocked. I'll be honest with you, if we're here in six years, I'm going to be shocked. That's why I feel like we don't have time to build. If God was just going to come in 20 years, I'd say, hey, let's go ahead and build and make it nice. But we don't have a hope. We need to redeem the time. Never let the devil make you turn on God because you lost something the natural that isn't going to matter in six years anyway or seven years or eight years because in eternity, your wealth, your business, your fame, whatever it is, 
whatever you lose, it won't matter. It's just, it's just fading riches. Hallelujah. God has to mean everything. I was walking on my land today and always wanted land and God's blessed us to have land. And I was walking on it and I was just looking at the Lord and I was just so thankful for what I have. But I told the Lord, I said, before I ever had this, you were already my joy. And if you take it back, it won't change anything. Hallelujah, because my joy was birthed in the valley of need and not on the mountain of abundance. <clears throat> now, I want to shift on you for a moment <clears throat> because this story really centers around Samson. Really, as <clears throat> really as Samson goes, so goes Israel. That's true for the for the nation right now. It's as the church goes, so goes the nation. When righteous men rule, the people rejoice. Not when these. Morons rule. Make no apology for that. You fix everything you took away, and we'll quit calling you that. Put gas back at a dollar fifty, and fix the interest rate, and get rid of masks, and quit giving us viruses that are killing us, and quit giving our kids money not to work so they raise up lazy and restore our small businesses as 60% of them went out of business and bankruptcies and, and I don't know what you do about all the people that died that shouldn't have died and all the funerals we didn't get to go to because of COVID. You fix all of that and then I'll change what I call you. And none of that happened when Trump was president. That ought to be enough right there to ask him to come back. And you know, half of America has become so deceived that they still voted blue. I don't get it. But the Bible says if you don't love the truth, the Lord will send you a, a lie, a strong delusion, and you will become deceived. And America has become deceived because they rejected the Lord Jesus Christ. <clears throat> So Samson, he is a Nazarite. <clears throat> There's nowhere in the scriptures that it ever says that, that he drank wine. But he violated his vow. Because, in fact, remember Delilah, that is his uh, final Achilles heel. <clears throat> the Bible says that he went down to the valley of Sorak. That means wine, grapes, and vineyards. And yet the Nazarite valve said, stay away from him. Abstain from all appearance of evil. And somewhere, Samson took the Spirit of God for granted. He didn't think it'd ever leave. 
And most of his story is not about him setting the Israelites free. It's about using his anointing to extricate himself from the desires that sin got him into. Until he's close to 40 years old. And we find him in the lap of Delilah. And she is pressing him. I need to know where your strength lies. I was doing some study, and <clears throat> there are some people, commentators, different ones saying that Samson was like nine feet tall, and he was this huge giant. If that's true, they never would have said, tell us where your strength lies. They said, oh, he's Hercules. That's why he doesn't. He wasn't like any other man, but he looked like every other man. Because the Spirit of God wasn't on the outside, it was on the inside. And man looketh on the outward appearance, but God looks on the heart. <clears throat> and this is why so many times the person who wasn't trained or wasn't schooled, doesn't have the degree, and all of a sudden they will begin to be used by the Lord and they move people, move cultures, move nations. Why? Because they realize that it's Christ in me, the hope of glory. And what the Lord is doing right now in this season is he's raising up people, hallelujah, that are in covenant with him. Here's the church in America... <clears throat> has been a bork between evil and righteousness. We have kept sin at bay to a great degree in this nation. There is no other nation that is more blessed on the earth than the United States of America. If you want a visual of how blessed this nation is, just walk through a public's or a Kroger's, just go through, up and down the aisles, look at the produce section. The amazement of abundance. And yet I've been in other nations and you walk into their stores and there's hardly anything on shelves. Why? Because idolatry rules there. And so the church in America has been the deliverer. Prosperity on this nation came because of the church. The church was the Samson. The church, hallelujah, had an unusual covenant with God. And said we walk in covenant with the Lord. We won't be like the world. We'll come out from among them and be separate. But somewhere, the church, over the last few decades begin to do what Samson did because of the blessing of God that we were no longer in storefronts and no longer snagging our polyester suits on nails that stuck out of slap benches because we've got nice clothes and linen and wool and we're sitting on beautiful sanctuary seats, air-conditioned and just like this. It's amazing that we start taking the Spirit of God for granted. 
Prayer becomes an obsolete thing. Church becomes something that if I find time or if it doesn't inconvenience me, or if it doesn't mess with my recreation, or if I can fit it in between t-ball, soccer, gymnastics, and dance class for my children that are never going to be a gymnast, never going to be a dancer, and never going to be a professional athlete. But we sell our souls to live vicariously through our children, and we keep them out of church. Then we can't figure out when they're 16 years old, how did they get so messed up? Because we did not raise them in the presence of God and there is no residue of the glory of God on them because they don't remember having the spirit of the Lord on them oh I'm trampling deep today until in the last 10 years the church in America has found its head in the lap of Delilah and we're thinking ain't nothing gonna touch me and she says Samson baby just tell me where your strength lies he'd make up some story and she'd send in the Philistines and He'd break the ropes like they were thread and all kinds of things. And it's amazing how when you fall in love with something, you can't see how bad it is for you. The first time I woke up and she's got the enemy in there and I'm tied up. I'm thinking there's something not right with this picture. <clears throat> But you get lukewarm and your spiritual senses will get dull and you won't be able to discern when the enemy comes after you. And then one day we wake up and think, how did I get here? Until the church went to sleep in the lap of Delilah and she began to press on him and he would wake up and do another the Spirit of God would come upon him. And we've had this great move of the Lord in the 80s and in the 90s with the healing ministry and the teaching ministries and the prophetic ministry and tremendous church growth and multi-million buildings that cost a million or a hundred million dollars. We're around the world. I think TBN is the largest, second largest network in the entire world. Has more satellites than any other network, to my knowledge, that's out there. Church is 24 hours a day, a deluge of music and teaching and Bible, yet we've never been more backslidden, more uneducated about the Scriptures, less power and less anointing than we are right now. Why? Because we need to get our head out of Delilah's lap and rise up and declare, I am a Nazarite. I have been separated for the glory of God. The hand of God raised me up for this hour and I will not compromise the spirit and the righteousness of the Lord. I wondered how it made God feel to have to lay in the lap with Delilah because he was in covenant with the man that was there. This is why the Bible says, take up your cross and follow me. 
because that cross has a cross member that'll keep you from going through a lot of doorways. You put that cross on you and you're, I think I'll go in there and you start to go through and what's, what's that? The cross is stuck on the other side. You can't lay it down. Hallelujah. You can't lay it down. Until one day, I'll go through this real quick. In Judges chapter 16, in uh, verse 17, and let's read 16. It came to pass when Delilah pressed him daily with the words and nursed him so that her so his soul was vexed unto death that he told her all his heart and said unto her, There hath not come a razor upon my head, for I have been a Nazarite unto God from my mother's womb. If I be shaven, <clears throat> then my strength will go from me, and I shall become weak and be like any <clears throat> other man. We are not like other people. This is the biggest mistake that the church has made in this hour is we want to be like everybody else. We want Hollywood to like us. We want the city council to like us. We want the wealthy to like us. And yet we forget the verse that says, he who is a friend of the world is an enemy of God. It's in black and white. We're not here for the world to like us. We're here for the world to get saved through us. <clears throat> and he told her, he said, my strength is in my anointing. And if I didn't have my anointing, I would be like every other man. Do you ever drive by large churches and wonder, has God ever been in that building? Huge st uh, steeples and multi-million dollar buildings. And I've looked at them and I've wondered, Lord, have you ever been in there? You can't change the world unless the Spirit of God does it through you. This church has one opportunity. And we, we best make the best of it. Hallelujah. Because if we miss our day of visitation, it isn't coming again. Hallelujah. He's laying in her lap and he says, Delilah, he says, baby, he said, if you save my head, my strength will leave because my strength is in my hair. This is why in Corinthians, it's talking about this. It's talking about <clears throat> for the woman, and the woman is the type of the church. The strength of the church, the glory of the man is the woman. That's what the Bible says. The glory of the woman is the fact that she's under authority, and the symbol of her authority, at least then, was the long hair, because that was their culture. 
doesn't mean that you have to have long hair, because if it does, my wife ain't going to make it. <clears throat> Don't worry, you're safe. I know you're safe. <laughs> but there's a principle here. He said, if there's no authority, Paul said, then they might as well be shaven and shorn, for it's a curse. He goes to sleep in her lap, and she called him in, and, she said, and I, I think they didn't want to come in. I wouldn't want to come in either, because like three different times they've come in, and he's killed them, and slew them, and everything else, and he, she says, no, come on. He told me all that's in his heart. They come in, and I believe that God let a deep sleep come on him. Because this, this guy's got hair like Absalom. You can't tell me that you can shave hair that he'd been growing for 40 years and him not wake up. There are seasons where God will lift his spirit. The Bible says that the spirit of God lifted off of him. You know what? Every other time, the Spirit of God stayed, and it moved on him, and he was able to move in great power. This time, when he shared where his anointing came from, the Bible says the Spirit of God lifted off of him, and she shaved his head. And while he lays there unaware and asleep, the anointing begins to drop to the ground. And he wakes up. She says, Samson, the Philistines be upon thee. And he says, I'll go out as other times. Wist not the Spirit of God had left him. And when he rose up, he was like any other man. They bound him. And the Bible said they took his eyes out. I'm thinking of the verse that says, where there is no vision, the people perish. What's happened to the church is we went one too many times to the lap of Delilah for personal pleasure. And God said, no. And the enemy has shorn the head of the church in the earth until she's lost her beauty and her power. And then we wonder, God, how can wickedness march on like it is? It's because Samson no longer has the Spirit of God on him. And you think, well, Pastor, that's a horrible way to end a message, but that ain't the end of the story. Yes, I think that the enemy has shaved the head of the church. And yes, I think that we have had a form of God, but no power. Absolutely. That we have been in places that we should not have been in. But the enemy underestimates covenant. And Samson's power was not in his eyes was in his hair. And the scripture says that if a man 
broke the vow of a Nazarite, that he could start that vow again if he would shave his head and it instantly activated the vow to be uh, fallible or uh, powerful again. So here the Philistines no longer have any respect for Samson. Sounds like the church today. In fact, they said, they put his eyes out, hooked him up to a wheel like an animal, and the Bible said he, he would walk in a circle and he was grinding grain. He has, his hair's cut off. He's, he's not handsome anymore. Just horrible holes where his eyes used to be. And he's just hooked up possibly with other mules and he's just going in a circle. <clears throat> but the Bible says, how be it? His hair began to grow again. The Philistines underestimated that when God loves somebody, he will discipline them, but he will not forsake them. Hallelujah. And God is not going to walk away from the church in 2022. Hallelujah. I don't care how sick we've been, how much sin has been in the house until the enemy makes jest of us. Because the scripture said the Philistines lost all their fear of Samson. They're partying and they said, go get Samson so he can make sport for us. Meant entertain. And then somebody went and got this ugly man with no eyes who used to wreak havoc with hell. And they brought him in and they began to jeer. And the Bible said they began to mock him. Right now, the church is being mocked in the earth. You can watch any late night talk show from Stephen Colbert to Rachel Maddow to all of these groups to... Uh, what is it, the view with those five women on there? Um, and I'm, I'm going to be nice here. I'm just going to leave that alone. <laughs> but they decimate us. They destroy the church. We're the biggest joke because we lost our power and we allowed the enemy to tie us up and take our vision. But just as Israel... After 40 years of bondage, God said, I'm sending you a deliverer. So in this hour right now, God, hallelujah, sees a hunger in the land for redemption and liberty. And the Lord, hallelujah, is raising up a church. Now, she may not be pretty like she was in the 80s. We may not have the finesse and the ability 
and the depth of teaching. But I can tell you this, the Samson that God is raising up in this hour is, may not be pretty, but there is an anointing of the Lord that is being restored because the hair was growing back. What the feel? See, anytime the enemy thinks they've won, they automatically get conceited and arrogant and think that it's over. If I was a Philistine and I would have known that his strength laid in his hair, I'd have shaped his head every day. But see, they thought all it took was one time and the battle was over. What they didn't realize, I don't know how long it had been, how long his hair was. It didn't matter how, if it was two inches or six inches, the Nazarite vow had been reinstituted. And when it got reinstituted, the Spirit of God came back on him. And all that day when they made fun of him, he said, Lord, let me avenge mine eyes. And the Bible said that this ugly sightless man with his head not very long, his hair not long got a hold of the house and brought it down. He killed more that day than he did in his entire lifetime. By the Spirit of God there is a church that God is raising back up. Our hair is growing back out. You can feel it. Hallelujah. I don't know what God's up to but I can tell you this there's a Nazarite valve that has been put back in forth, saith God, we are not saving anymore, but there's an anointing on us, there's a glorious reinstating of the power of God, and greater than he that is in us, than he that is in the world. Samson died in that deliverance. I think, you can remain standing, I'm about done. This is why I think we're close to the coming of the Lord. I think the church, when we finish what God wants us to do, these next couple, three, four years, whatever it is, I think God is going to say, come on home. You will never, in the moment that you lift up off of the ground, you will remember the sorrow of death, disappointment, divorce, bankruptcy, cancer. It'll dissipate. And you will enter into another realm. Say, Pastor, how do you know God's up to something? Because I can feel it in the spirit. Harabobo Sunday. Hallelujah, if God would let you feel your head in the Holy Ghost. You go, my God, what is that? You can shave us one time, but you ain't doing it twice. And this evil agenda that's been in the earth, you hear me by the Spirit. You can do that coronavirus one time. You can steal the election one time. But you ain't doing it again. Hallelujah. 
So how do you know? Because there is a Samson anointing. Hallelujah. There is a Samson anointing in the atmosphere. And our vow has been reinstated by the power of God. And you need to forget about why we fail. God has already forgotten what happened in the 80s, what happened in the 90s, what happened at the new millennium, how many people have failed. Listen, he's raising up preachers that messed up in adultery. He's going to raise up men and women that fell into sin. He's going to raise up homosexuals. He's going to use men and women that the enemy thought I had. And the Lord is saying there is a Nazarite anointing on them and there has been a reinstatement of the Samson power of God. I've been feeling this for a little while. It's already five o'clock. Boy, I preached long today, didn't I? Um, but I feel a mandate from the Lord. If you own a business, a legitimate business, not if you have a regular job, if you own a business, I want you to quickly come down here because I felt like the Lord told me I need to lay hands on business owners and we're gonna bless your business today in the name of the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right, ushers, help me. I didn't know there was that many. So you can stretch in a line from all the way over there to right here. And I'm just going to go down the line. I'm going to put my hand on you because we're going to declare the favor of God on your business. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Maybe we can stretch across. But help me, ushers. we got lots more room. We can stretch that line down that way. Now, I'm not going to prophesy to you, but I heard the Lord say, lay hands on them because there is a business blessing and anointing that I'm going to put on the business people in this building. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, I hope all you own a business. I didn't realize we had that many business owners in here. So I'm going to have to put this in hyperspace. But there is power in the laying on of hands. Hallelujah. I want my wife to come with me because she's the other half of this team. Is she in here? There she is. Come here, baby. Hallelujah. Now, the rest of the body of Christ, I want you to just come into agreement that God is going to reverse the curse hallelujah and that from this day on you like to pray longer than me so you get on this side amen all right in the name of the lord now god we reach into the oil of blessing and god every curse hallelujah god i loose on their business supernatural favor that Lord business will excel 
as it never has before in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. That Lord, no more struggle. No more struggle. Hallelujah. That from this day on, this day on, Lord, they will be shocked. They will be shocked at what the Lord is doing in their business. Hallelujah. That Lord, my God, that the angels of the Lord will begin to smile upon them. That Lord, the spirit of the devourer will be broken in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. That Lord, even next week they'll come back and say, you won't believe what's happening. In the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 In Jesus' name. Oh, God, that Lord, this resistance, this assignment, God, this devouring spirit that has said we're going to stop you. Lord, no more, no more, no more, no more in the name of Jesus. Favor, 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 favor in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. The favor of God, the anointing of God, the storm windows of heaven be open, Lord, that the angels of God begin to go before them. And Lord, you will begin to send them business like never before. Inventions, new ideas. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Lord. That God, things will begin to transpire in their businesses they never even thought imaginable. I have not seen, ear hath not heard the things that God has prepared for those that love him in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, the blessing of God, the blessing of God, the blessing of God, the bless all oh, the blessing of God. Hallelujah. Every devouring spirit be broken in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. God, that what the enemy said cannot be done, it is done. God is done. The blessing, the blessing, the blessing, the abundance. Oh Lord, hallelujah, God. Explosion in growth. Explosion in growth. Explosion in growth. No more just eating by. No more just enough. But God, their cup would overflow. God, overflow. 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 In the name of Jesus, the abundance of God. The abundance of God. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, Lord, and God, release it, release it, release it. In Jesus' name. God, we thank you, Lord. God, in the favor. Lord God, new ideas. Oh, Lord. God, that no more can the enemy stop them. But oh, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. My God, Lord, we loose it. We loose it in Jesus' name. just for a minute. All right, y'all stay here, but the rest of you can come on. But I'm, I'm telling you by the Spirit of the Lord that God has opened up the heavens. Remember, I, I think I preached about that last week. But there is something supernatural being released. Hallelujah, being released in the spirit realm. Sunday. No more hand-me-downs. No more begging. 
no more charity hallelujah no more having to grovel hoping that somebody will throw you a bone but you are that do we not say it you are the head and not the tail that God has rebuked the devourer and this harassing spirit I break it in the name of the Lord in the name of the Lord in the name of the Lord hallelujah for you feel it I am on my Sunday hallelujah your hair is growing back I want you to hear me. The Lord is not mad at the church. God is not angry with the church. The favor of God is on us. I'm telling you, the good shepherd is on your side. He is leading you. He is guiding you. The Lord wants to bless you. The favor of the Lord is belongs to you. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Go ahead, Jasmine. I'm sorry, baby. Our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above with wisdom, power, and love. Our God is an awesome God. Our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above Las Vegas, Nevada, and he has cancer. Amen. Tell me his name again. George. This is George Georgie. from right. Las Vegas. Amen. How long you had cancer? About a year. You ready for God to heal you? It happens all the time on this platform. Hallelujah. Cancer cannot live in this building. I should have never came in this building. Now, in the name of the Lord Jesus, I command you, foul demon of cancer. Come out of George's body. Now, Lord, according to your word, we shall lay hands on the sick and they are healed. My God, from this day on, George is cancer-free. We declare it. We prophesy it. Lord, we stand on the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Heal. Heal. 
heal in Jesus name you foul demon in the name of the Lord get out of his body get out of his body in the name of Jesus hallelujah all over your leg all over your body I loose the anointing God we loose the Nazarite anointing upon George in the name of Jesus Hallelujah. Our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above with wisdom, power, and love. Our God is an awesome God. Our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above with wisdom, I want you to just begin to anticipate. Pastor, we have one more. All right, let's pray for him. Hallelujah. This is Tom. All right, Tom got cancer. Let's get it out of you. (laughs) Hallelujah. In the name of the Lord. Now, God, according to your word, this is nothing for you to do. And so, Jesus, you're in me. So, oh, I speak on your behalf tonight, Jesus that Lord from this day on there is no prostate cancer in your servant but all oh, that Tom is cancer free Lord God hallelujah hallelujah now from the top of your set oh I lose the power of God Sunday all right I, I want to show you this this is how strong I believe that God's up to something. Um, my wife and I are supposed to go on a cruise next Friday. And it was, a, it was all paid for. It was a future cruise credit. It had a presidential suite. I mean, this is a really nice cruise. It wasn't going to cost me anything. And I begin to feel a check in my spirit. And I heard the Lord say, this ain't no time to be gone because I'm up to something. So we cancel it. Because at any moment, I'm preaching you faith. Because at any moment, God can do anything. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, God has been waiting for you and me. People like us that know he's up to something. He's up to something. You need to start preparing yourself for a divine intervention by God Almighty. 
I feel so strong that when we enter into the new year, we're going to be thrust with great speed into this new year. And that we are going to be equipped, fully equipped for all that God has in store for us. So I want to challenge you. You got to think different. Don't want your iPhone so much. No, serious. Spend more time. You would be surprised if you would just take 15 minutes to just sit in a chair and just shut your eyes. Not even your prayer time. Just say, okay, God, I got a few minutes. What's on your mind? And just listen. It's so much better than watching a crazy animal do a trick. And it's all right to enjoy those things. I'm just saying that. We're going to have to be focused because there's something happening yeah, that's right. in the spirit realm. Amen. Prepare yourself. Position yourself. That when God is doing it. I can promise you this. There have been a lot of people that wish they'd have been in the upper room. That's right. There was probably a bunch of them that left before 10 days. I thought, man, I sure messed up. So, held you a little long today. But, um, amen. God help you when we get our own building, because then I can just go around. <laughs> amen. 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 Yeah. Where's my wife? Is she still here? Or is she still here? There she is. You got something? You don't? Yeah, well. <laughs> hey, you're going to miss rapture. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Put your hand on your heart. Lord, we thank you. God, that you've allowed us in this time. You found us all and you brought us from so many places. You put us together to walk this last mile for the church out. Now, Lord, we believe what you have declared today. God, over these precious business owners that God this is not a month from now but this starts right now even today phone calls and shifting and blessings favor be upon them Lord we thank you for our home that you've given us though we don't know where it is we know God is amazing and we trust you we rest in your sovereignty now God take care of these sheep Watch over us. Give us traveling mercies. Bring us back next week. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thanks for tuning in. For more information about KCM International or Regeneration Nashville, go to KentChristmas.org or RegenerationNashville.org. And for the latest updates or videos, follow us on Facebook and subscribe to us on YouTube. God bless you.